I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. Today on State of the World, will a controversial temple in India become a political flashpoint? Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. I'm Greg Dixon. In northern India this month, Prime Minister Narendra Modi will consecrate a temple at the center of a 30-plus year controversy. It's seen by critics as a political move ahead of elections this spring, and it highlights the growing divide between Hindu nationalists and the Muslim community in India. NPR's Dia Hadid went to the temple before the consecration to see what it tells us about India today. I'm walking into one of the most controversial places in India. So we're entering through the first checkpoint. There's multiple metal detectors facial recognition technology. We're on a rare tour of the Ram Temple. It's a sprawling structure, columns and arches, approached by stone stairs. Dozens of workers file past and shout, Jai Shri Ram. Victory to Lord Ram. Ram is one of the most beloved Hindu deities. And that chant has become a rallying cry for Hindu nationalists, people who believe India should serve its Hindu majority and not be a secular country. Thousands of rioters chanted this more than three decades ago as they tore down a 500-year-old mosque that once stood here. The mosque's destruction triggered deadly violence. In India, more than 2,000 people, mostly Muslims, were killed. In Pakistan and Bangladesh, mobs turned on Hindus. The rioters believed the mosque was built on the birthplace of Lord Ram. That claim is about a century old, but it picked up steam as a Hindu nationalist party known as the BJP rallied around the issue. That party has ruled India for nearly a decade now, led by the popular Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who's seeking a third term in power. He's long vowed to build a temple for Lord Ram where the mosque once stood. He even laid the foundation stone himself in 2020 after the Supreme Court handed over the site to Hindu litigants. Now, just four years later, it's going to be consecrated on January 22, even though it's not ready. One, two, three, four, four large cranes, just heavy building machinery everywhere. Monkeys swing off the scaffolding. Critics say the rush is so Modi can be seen doing this ahead of elections in spring. Opening this in January is critical for them to go to elections with this feather in their cap. So it's a very big, actually, launch pad for the elections. Valai Singh is the author of a book on Ayodhya. It is going to mobilize the support that the BJP party has. So that's one simple reason why it seems to be a rush to inaugurate the temple, even though it's not fully complete. Already, many residents praise Modi for transforming this town. There's a new mall, a new bridge linking to the new airport, a refurbished railway station, all to serve an expected influx of pilgrims. 
Nearby, Oshapandi and her family take selfies near a wall of marigold flowers that conceals a slum. She tells us Modi's done a lot of good. Ayodhya isn't a dump anymore. She says, finally, the Lord Ram has a home, the temple that's being built in his honour. Now she hopes Modi will create jobs for women like her. Down the road, Muhammad Azam Qadri sits with friends outside a crumbling mosque. He says all this new development isn't for them. Muslims. One in six Indians are Muslims. Some 200 million people. He believes the government wants Muslims to leave Ayodhya. He refers to the land that the court ordered the government give to the Muslim community to build another mosque after rioters destroyed their historic house of worship. It's 13 miles from here. Muslims pray five times a day. If they wanted to worship there, he says, they'd have to leave town. Dee Hadid, NPR News, in the northern Indian town of Ayodhya. That's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.